Oh, we this is recorded on the podcast, so if you want to listen back from this week. So, hello, podcast people. Never been on a podcast. Yeah, we're on. We're on. We're podcasting right now. It's the first. Yeah. So if you if you want to get someone in trouble, say this is fill in the blank, and I want to say something crazy, and they're like, what? Throw somebody in. Okay, a couple announcements, then we'll uh, dive into it. We got the donuts right here. Uh, if you're not on the email list and would like to get our email we send out to our class, make sure you fill our put your name on email address down there. Uh, we try to link you to what we're listening to and articles you might find interesting and things of that nature. So uh, to kind of help you further dive more deeper into uh, this this topic. Okay. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this uh, gift of life and uh, this community of folks that are gathered in this in this building, in this classroom this morning. Uh, as we have this discussion uh, about hip hop, faith, theology, and culture, just bless this time. Uh, let us be open to the conversation. Let us be interactive and how we how we talk and how we listen to each other. And uh, let us leave here with um, some new knowledge, new perspective, new insights that will help us uh, interact more with our neighbors and co-workers and strangers in our neighborhoods and workplaces and our cities. And we are thankful for Jesus, his life and example, sacrifice. All this in his name. Okay, uh, so just want to scoot that door and just kind of push that door too. Um, uh, so last week we kind of kicked off, officially kicked off our time in here with uh, talking about Chance the Rapper's uh, who he was, uh, who he is, not who he was, who he is, and also uh, we talked about Coloring Book is latest or last mixtape that he released. And today we're going to talk about uh, Acid Rap, which is a little bit different than Coloring Book for those of you that listen to it. Uh, and so I guess the first thing uh, we want to do is, did anyone listen to Acid Rap or has listened to it before? Okay. Those who have listened to it or listened to pieces of it, you know, what would be if you had to kind of give us a general... Um, kind of comment about it, start to finish, what would you say about this particular mixtape album for those that have heard it before? Yeah? You want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he still kind of has that, like, that optimistic like he kind of has the optimistic characteristic where he's like like um like we were just listening to it in the car. Like I listened to it earlier in the week also. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, just do that. That's how most of us do homework. <laughs> <laughs> um like he like he talks about love and like um everybody has or everybody is everything with somebody. Um and I, I think like 
I guess this was kind of before his like turnaround tour, right? Mm -hmm. That you're talking about. Right. Um, but he still has that, like he still has that mindset. I feel like, where mm -hmm. he, like he knows that that everybody matters. Mm -hmm. you know? And he still has this kind of optimism. Yeah. So there's still positivity. Yeah. Still good at. Yeah. I kind of felt like foreshadowing to Hellring book. Like, I could tell he was longing for that. He talked about Chicago Blues yeah. in one of his songs. And so, like, I think he was starting to realize that he needed to make a change, but he still wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. Um, which is really cool, I feel like. Yeah. I agree with her. It seems like he's just still trying to figure it out. He right. knows that he's going through the growing pains, and he's still not quite sure. But I think he didn't end up next to the last song. Uh, if I can see the growth there. Growth and development. They might listen to it for the first time this week. First time ever. What was what was your reaction on first first listen after we talked about the coloring book last week? Yeah, I mean, I, I listened to coloring book quite a bit, and I, I really enjoyed that album. Um, never had listened to Acid Rap, but I kind of got the same kind of vibe that, that he still has that optimistic vibe. Same kind of feel, uh, but you can tell he's still in that, like, the, the mix of that drug addiction and all that fun stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talks about drugs a little bit. Yeah, just a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it does sound like he's having fun. That's true. It, 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 is, is, it is fun. <laughs> um, so kind of our three questions, and we just wanted to start today with a general discussion, because for most people, acid rap is very different in a lot of ways than coloring books. You know, it's just the themes and the concepts in some ways are very different. And I know friends who Acid Rap was their favorite album of all time. And then they hear Coloring Book and they were so upset because it was so different. Mm -hmm. And then you have people go the other way, man, I love Coloring Book. And that Acid Rap is weird. <laughs> and so we wanted to start with today just kind of generally talking about that album. So the three questions we've been using to kind of guide everything right. is um, what is this person communicating about God? Mm -hmm. What are they communicating about their relationship with God? And how does that align or disalign with the way that we view God? And on top of that, we wanted to add another thing just to think about this album. What are they communicating about culture yeah. and the culture that they're in? So yeah. I'm just going to throw those questions out there. And we're just going to popcorn around, you know, what what do you think Chance is communicating about God in this album? In Acid Rap. Well, I mean, I would, I would probably add in. I was reading, I was reading a little bit about uh, acid rap, and just, you know, what's interesting if you haven't done this is like, with the different mixtapes that Chance has released, uh, reading reviewers and reading some some uh, bloggers on like their take of what what he's doing, what's happening in it, because like he's forcing in some ways a conversation about whether it's Chicago and the, the culture that exists there, the, the tragedy that exists there, or whether it's talking about faith and, uh, and how his unwillingness not to, like you're going to mention that he is, has some kind of faith and he's in this struggle of trying to make sense of, you know, my life, my faith, my relationships, and so I pulled these couple snippets that I thought were really interesting to chew on. It says, uh, 
says, but on Asherah, chance doesn't have his faith. His prayers have gone unanswered while his city is covered in bloodshed. Unable to find peace with God, he uses drugs to numb the pain. Or as he puts it, trips to make the fall shorter. And then he says, it's not, and there's another kind of, of article that said, it's not that there's no happiness on acid rap. It's just filled with weariness of being constantly reminded that everything can change on a dime. The song Chainsmoker is an interesting example. What starts as a celebration of self-confidence immediately turns into Chance's realization that as he puts it, YOLO was a lie. He's terrified that he'll die before he reaches his true potential and writes the song knowing it might be the last one he writes. It's even more chilling when you remember that Chance at the point of acid rap is how old? He's 20 years old. And that's another thing too is that we don't even talk about it a lot, but like Chance is a, he's a young guy. He's a young man. He's not like, he's not old like me or something. <laughs> you know? Can I speak to that? Yeah, speak to that. Yeah, just hop and in. One of the things when you're, when you're doing more research on that album, Chance will say that the central theme at the core of acid rap is this dichotomy or duality between tripping and falling. And that line, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but tripping to make the fall shorter. And just this dichotomy there. Even the song, if you listen to it, uh, Push a Man, which starts off really like happy and bumping, and then it has a, a hidden song in it. It's called uh, Paranoia. Mm -hmm. and the whole song's about doing drugs and tripping fun, Push Man, it switches, and the whole chorus of paranoia is I'm driving around with a blunt on my lip, paranoia on my mind, my gun on my hip, and it's this darker side of it. And he's really setting this up and wrestling with that in a deeper way. So I think we're going to start with a song called Acid Rain, which to me is kind of the central point in this album. It's, it's towards the back half, but it really kind of communicates some of the themes. Uh, we'll listen to it, and then as you're listening and reading the lyrics, just keep those three questions in mind. What's he communicating about God? What's he communicating about his relationship with God? And how does that align or disalign? And make notes if you want to on the lyrics and all of that. And then uh, once we break from the, the listen to this song, we'll uh, get in little groups and talk about it. It's like uh, senior high school English class. You're annotating poems. All right. Everyone got lyrics? Are we almost there? By the way. That's the rain on Sunday. Everyone got lyrics? Okay, here we go. Yeah, I ain't hell who 
tall order And I'm hungry, I'm just not that thirsty As of late, all my verses seem not so versy And all my words just mean controversy Took the tape off my back like that's not your jersey Stressing, pulling my hair out, hoping I don't get picked All this medicine in me, hoping I don't get sick Making all of this money, hoping I don't get rich Still getting body homes Sometimes the truth don't rhyme Sometimes the lies get millions of views Funerals for little girls, is that a feeling of you? From your cubicle, that's top with a beautiful view I think love is beautiful too Building forts from broken dams, what a hoover could do For future hoopers, dead from Ruger Shooting through the empty alley, could've do them an alley-oop Helping them do good in school talk a little bit about uh, the song. So, kind of pluck it up, turn your tears, and let's chat about Acid Rain. I'm going to try to discuss about to us the line uh, I'm hungry I'm just not that thirsty as of late all my verses seem not so versy um, I like that because that's something that you know him but also other rappers definitely talk about is well I have things that might be um, profound or uh, uplifting important things that I should be saying and I'm just not saying or at least that's like kind of the second half of that all my verses seem not so versy, and I think for him you can tie it into his faith. It's like I'm just not really uh, in my faith as much as I should be. I'm just not that thirsty. Um, and I'm not talking about it as much as I should. All my verses seem not so versy. So he's like recognizing it, um, 
but it's hard for them to verbalize in songs. Hmm. We take it to be kind of like a reflection of his current life at this point and just kind of talking about life and uh, at the end when he says I still be asking God to show his face he's kind of calling out to God asking for a sign or some kind of uh, <coughs> something from God like saying that either everything's going to be okay or that he's uh, he's still yearning for something mm-hmm. okay. good thank you okay, this group here yeah I think uh, in the first verse I found that he's really longing for his innocence of when he was younger and all of that and you see a little bit of paranoia through that second verse and then he's he's crying out to God to give him back that innocence I think it's kind of what I felt like yeah. we were thrown by the um, the outro that it was just so desperate all through it and then all of a sudden I'm baptized I'm holy right. so is it the drugs that are making him was actually you know there was some comments online about about that very I feel like was some of this like I'm on like taking literally I'm on an acid trip and I'm having these moments of nostalgia and almost like sometimes you get some people say they, they reach clarity or have a profound like thought about their life and everything and so not that we're not podcast people we're not saying take acid <laughs> Not don't do drugs. Not condoning <laughs> drug use. <laughs> tell I was on a pre podcast said, do y'all should do drugs. But yeah, no, that's, that's good. Good comment. Do y'all have anything over here? What'd you say? Um, there's so many layers to this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the album in general. And like an overarching thing of the entire album is love. Mm-hmm. And how he recognizes its importance that he's not. That's not his crush that he's on right now. And so there's, in the first, it's actually in the first verse, he's talking about how he's missing his grilled cheeses and all these things that his, and throughout the song, all these things his family and his past gave him. And he's recognizing that he misses it, but at the same time, he's staying with the acid and staying with the drugs. And at the end, with the outro, talking about him being baptized in the acid, making him new. It's uh, it's I think it's him recognizing that it's a temporary fix, and that's why it says "Rain, rain, go away." It's, it's a temporary fix that he doesn't want to leave because it helps. And I think too, it's not just maybe the drugs that are helping him cope with it, like the acid part of it, but the actual album is therapeutic in helping him cope with. When we talked up here, there's there's layers and layers of almost escapism throughout this album. Here's my reality. It's hard. I don't want to say whether it's nostalgia. I don't want to. We got other lines of Chuck E. Cheese's and Jesus Pieces and and uh, going to Nickelodeon when they had cassette tapes and he talks about that. And then there's this faith element. Family, I'll, there's all these things I'm trying to escape this reality that I'm in and trying to cope with it in a different way. And I think the album itself is a reflection of I'm trying to cope with something here. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm
I was hoping that one of them would be a There's a lot of robberies for Tennessee. Yeah. 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 One of the other things we talked about was this this having a lot of stuff. Yeah. And all over. The literary vehicle of using rain to be change and how you know it's acid rain, so maybe he doesn't like this change, but it's still a pivot. Yeah. We we actually went a little different direction with these guys on that line about uh, versus not seeing it so mercy. Instead of saying like not being able to say what he feels, it's instead it's like I don't care if it rhymes or not. Mm-hmm. This is what's on my heart. I gotta say it, yeah. even if people don't really want to hear it. I'm saying it. I might not make make as good of a song, yeah. but I gotta get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beauty of art. You know, no, they were wrong. They were wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> beauty of art. You're wrong. All right. Cool. <laughs> what about over here? All right. Last group here. Yeah. several things that stuck out to us. Like it was already pointed out the outro, how it's it seems like it's kind of a, almost mocking the holy experience, maybe. Uh, I got baptized, I was supposed to feel this way. I'm taking drugs, trying to feel this way, nothing's making me feel like this. And then um part that really stuck out to me was the uh, uh, for future Hoopers, dead from Hoopers, shooting through the empty alley, put through an alley helping him do good in school. And that, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like the whole section is kind of accusatory. Like he's making fun of the people who work in cubicle desktops. Like, oh, is that really that nice? Is it really that beautiful? And at the same time, like, now look at all these things that you've done just to be secure in that place that you don't really love. And kind of, his last line, it kind of returns back to the nostalgia. It's kind of a, a nursery rhyme type verse. And so it kind of pulls it back to the beginning where he you know, was longing for his childhood. Where, I want to you know, make sure we get to the next song, but I, I want to make sure we ask this question too. How do you think Chance used God in this song? That kind of first question of like, what is he communicating about God? Who is God to chance in this song? Mm-hmm. I think the nostalgia that we've been talking about a lot kind of looks how he used God as um, that was something that he had when he was a child and it's not really something that's helping him right now. That God is not really helping him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. well, I, I would say that this is this way, so mm-hmm. You know, when I was in my twenties, I listened to Tupac, and in moments in my struggles, it was it wasn't even mocking God. It was like, yeah, I was baptized when I was eight years old, and I should not be doing these things. And those were the thoughts I was struggling with, but I was still doing it. And so, in this, I think he's right there in that place where he's crying out, like I want to see God's face, and these are the things that I know that I've gone through. I should not be doing. I should. This shouldn't be what happened. I should be. I should be bulletproof. So there's a realness. We wouldn't deny the chance to see God is very real. But there's also a disconnect between personal life and, and this God that we don't know. Mm-hmm. I think going to your point with that, um, before I believe in not believing in, mm-hmm. like, that's a big point. Right after Michael, Mike, Mike 
Mark Jackson is still Jesus, and they switched before I believed and not believing again. And there's a point that he did believe in, and nostalgia, and now he's believing and not believing in. Anything else? I was interesting how he said uh, back when Mike Jackson was still Jesus, like Michael Jackson <laughs> seemed more like a savior than Jesus did. You know, give somebody more relatable, somebody who actually got a lot of stuff. Hold on to those thoughts, yeah. Because we're gonna listen to uh, one more song. Okay, one more song here. There we go. Talk white and both. 
small point ballet shoes with a missing soul and two missing toes. But it's love like you be kissing a missile. New Year, finger Uncle Samuel, shooting death with weighted dice and hitting stains on birthday candles. I know somebody, somebody loves my. Cause they help me be my demons. Like Cash is ducking the draft and now the fight is over. The type to love from a distance, not the type that told her. Spent three days on the rap, trash it and type it over. With babies on the block, under arms like fighting odors. Coppers and coders hold ya. Head like two pockets are obviously they are on a come up. With better chances to bargaining in the f than some are. Concoctions for the bad days and the f for the good ones. All eyes against us, we trying to get lucky. Dope than lucky. Yo, ain't they happy? That's only a tuggy. Like saying, come hot, but y'all still love me. Uh, how far the time of day be? Maybe I'm adopted, that'll explain why All of my been so timeless Everybody, somebody's everything Nobody's nothing I don't know. 
And so my encouragement to you, and then I was going to say one last thing, is to keep these kind of conversations going and use these songs as springboards into how you interact with the people that you come in contact with. Because a lot of folks who are kind of in these same shoes as chance and who are wrestling and they need someone to, to help them make sense of it all, to give them new language and interpretation of what's happening in their, in their life. And Chance has done that for so many people. I think that may be a good reason to why he connects for so many people, whether they're black or white or Latino, to connect to him and to his experience of wrestling. And we've all in this room have wrestled our own way, but maybe we've got to find a way to maybe not as poetically express our wrestling, but in some way talk about it to where it can connect us to others so that we can help them find a way. Yeah. And just a similar vein, the reason that we're doing this at the end of the day is it is very easy to hear this album at first half and go, it's about drugs and things that I don't do and I don't like and write it off. But when you get to the core of it, it's about a guy who's looking around in the midst of his circumstances and whether it be growing up in Chicago or graduating college or graduating high school, he's looking at it going and searching and asking questions. And that is a relatable experience for a majority of the world. And it connects in a different way than a lot of other music out there. So I think that's why it's valuable and important that God can still move in the midst of that. And it's still there because he's been searched for. And so I would encourage you as you do that and listen, that's why we're doing it. Because God's still working in the midst of this. And so this week, we're going to encourage you to listen to um, his very first mixtape, which is Hashtag 10 Days, um, and then uh, another album that he did called with the social experiment called Surf. We're going to listen to two songs. We'll send you those songs. One's called Long Time. It's off 10 Day, and then Sunday Candy by Surf on Surf. They're very different. 10 Day, you're going to, it's very raw <laughs> chance. If you've never listened to 10 Day, just do it once. It's his habit. It's his, he released it while he was suspended from school for 10 days. Um, and so that, and then Surf is kind of that bridge between this album and Coloring Book. And so you'll see some of those things that we'll talk about next week. All right. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to the email list if you want to get the email. Thank you. Thank you.